Welcome to the FootballCoachesCorner.com podcast, where football coaches come to collaborate. On today's podcast, I'm going to try to help you answer the question, why is my kid not playing? as we look at an important question of how to handle playing time discussions with players and parents. This is Mark Holcomb of the Football Coaches Corner Podcast. If you've ever been a head coach of a sport, any sport, and I'm sure you find yourself in this situation, a parent comes up to you after the game, whether after a big win or a heartbreaking loss, and wants to know why their kid did not get into the game or get the playing time that they felt like they deserved. If you want to be a head coach, this situation may make the hair stand up on the back of your neck. I think most of us coaches have either had this happen to us or seen this happen to someone else. And today I want to give you a few ideas that I think can help you control or even prevent this situation. Now I've been a head coach for 25 years and I've had a lot of different, excuse me, I've been coaching for 25 years and been a head coach for I don't know how many of those years, uh, uh, probably around 20. Um, but have had a lot of these situations arise and I've kind of learned ways to kind of head these off maybe before the season starts and uh, if you guys have any ideas I'd love to hear those too but I just want to give some some thoughts of what we've done to kind of make these things a little bit better I go back to a a story when I think I'd been a head coach at uh, a school for about three or four years and we had a a senior come out which happens from time to time and this young man had never played football before uh, really didn't have any clue about it. Great kid, just did not know, you know, anything about football. And I think we won one of our games by, uh, you know, maybe two touchdowns. And late in the game, we were trying to figure out how to get this kid in. He was uh, playing wide receiver, and, you know, he didn't know where to line up at. He didn't know where to do anything. He'd just never done it before. And so early in the season, we had tried to work with him during practice. But after the game, his mom was upset and wanted to come, uh, you know, talk to me when I was with my family about, uh, you know, why her kid didn't get to play and you know she wasn't concerned about the fact that we'd won and you have I think you have to understand as a head coach that you're looking at your 40 50 60 70 90 150 players whatever you had and as a parent they're looking at that one player so I think you have to give them a little bit of, ben- of the benefit of the doubt but uh you know the, the 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 person came up to me after the game and wanted to talk to me about this and I was with my my family and didn't want to talk to him and so uh you know I told her to call me on Monday morning and uh, we talked on Monday morning and I explained to her that you know I didn't want her son's first experience at uh, whatever high school you're at the football to uh, to be a negative experience and he didn't know where to line up at and he didn't know what to do and we were working with him trying to teach him that and so we wanted his first experience on the football field to be a good one so after that she kind of understood a little bit more but you know it's still an issue and it still rises up from time to time but I'm going to go over some ways that we uh, deal with this from, you know, our preseason meeting to in-season meetings and, uh, you know, the the worst case scenario at the end. Um, You know, one of the things we do at our preseason meeting is, you know, we're required by uh, our our state and our county to have a preseason meeting with uh, all the parents. And at that preseason meeting, um, you know, I'm pretty blunt with our parents and talk to those parents about, you know, I can't defend myself. Uh, at your supper table, you know where we have open practices. Uh, we're not trying to hide anything. Uh, I know people have different thoughts on that, but 
you know, we want we invite parents if you guys want to come watch practice and, and be out, that, you know, obviously off the field, but be out there watching practice. And from time to time, we'll have a few that'll come watch. Uh, but you know, if if <clears throat> your son goes home and tells you he's not getting to play for a certain reason, I can't. I'm not sitting at the supper table with you, so I can't, you know, have those conversations with you. So when you when you talk negatively about your your kid's playing time, that's what they hear too. So. Uh, you know, I think that's one of the things that we talk about. We go through a process that we have at our school about playing time and discussing those rules. Obviously, uh, you know, we're we're not going to talk to a parent uh, after a game. You know, we basically have a 24-hour rule. You know, we're not talking to – don't talk to me or my coaches about playing time for 24 hours after the game, which usually gets us into the weekend, which, you know, a lot of times some of that – Cooler heads prevail with that, uh, prevail with that time, but uh, I think one of the things you have to do is explain roles to, to players. Now, you know, you have to create. I don't like the, to use the word culture, but you have to create an environment where the kids understand that playing time is up to them. It's not up to the coaches. You know, we we are not the ones who decide uh, who plays. I think it may look like that, but if you're a good enough player and you make enough plays, you put us in a position where we have to play you. You know, I will speak from my experience. I coach offensive line and only five guys can start. But, you know, I want to play eight and nine kids a game. And and so what allows me to do that is those kids performing in practice and deciding who those eight or nine guys are going to be. So it's not me putting them in a situation where I say at the beginning of the year, you're a starter and you're not a starter. If you can understand and create that environment where kids – understand that playing time is up to them and it's not up to the coaches I think that's uh you know that's a really big uh big thing too so our, our pecking order kind of is like this all right if you are a player all right uh you talk to your assistant coach first now I even go to the uh, extreme in my parent meeting and with our kids and tell them all right the question that you ask your coach is not why am I not playing? The question you ask your coach is what can I do to get on the field more? And I think, you know, as I tell my assistant coaches, you have got to be honest with these kids. You know, I think honesty can, can uh, you know, you hear the term honesty is the best policy or the slogan honesty is the best policy, but I think you have to look at it and understand that if you're honest with a kid up front, then things are going to be better off in the end. So I've got uh, an offensive lineman who comes up to me and says, Coach, what can I do to get on the field more? It may be something that they can control or it may be something that they can't control. You know, if I've got a 105-pound offensive lineman, obviously he's got to get bigger and he's got to get stronger. You know, he may know all the plays, and I may say that to him. You know, you know the plays and you know what to do, but, you know, you're at a a disadvantage physically. So – you need to get faster, you need to get stronger, you need to put on, you know, more weight. Could be a, a, a receiver, you know. Uh, coach, what can I do? Well, you can catch really well, all right, but you can't run real fast and you don't remember the routes. So it, you have to be specific with the kids and give them tangible goals that they can hopefully reach. Now, if you guys, if you've got a, you know, 105-pound guard, uh, you know, there are some things that are out of their control. And I think that, you know, you need to do as a coach, you need to do the best job you can trying to put players in a situation where they can play. And I always talk to my guys and say, do you want to be the 
the 19th best receiver or do you want to be the fifth best, you know, tight end? So you have to see that too in terms of that. If you're the 19th best receiver, then the chances of you getting in are not good. But if you're the, you know, sixth best tight end this year, maybe you can work yourself to the third or fourth next year. So I think you have to, to do that. So first case scenario, they come to their assistant coach and they ask, what can I do to get on the field? Now, I'll go ahead and tell you this as a head coach, all right, and some of you may disagree with this, but if that first step is not followed, I will not talk to a parent about that or that player. I'll tell the player, have you talked to your coach? I'll tell the parent, have you talked, have, has he, he talked to his coach? If that part of it hasn't happened, then I'm not going any further. I'm not going to meet with a parent. I'm not going to talk to a parent on the phone because that's why my coaches are there to coach. And those coaches see those kids every day in individual drills and in every drill they're doing throughout the day. So they can be honest with those kids. If we have 115 kids on our team, it's hard for me to say what every single kid on our team needs. Now, I know a lot about the kids and we talk about it as coaches, but they have that relationship with their coach a little bit better than that. If a player is not uh, you know, mature enough to go to their position coach and ask them that, then, you know, I explained to the parent, this kid's going to be driving before long. If they can't ask a question and, you know, go in and fend for themselves a little bit, then, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to let the parent do everything for them. So I'm not going to talk to them. And that's, that's happened before. It doesn't happen often. And a lot of times if you, you know, if a player comes up to you and says, Coach, uh, I don't understand why I'm not playing or what do I need to do to get moved or get where. And it's just real simple. Have you talked to your position coach? Once you talk to your position coach, I'll be glad to do that. Right, so they ask your position coach. They didn't get the answer or didn't like the answer they got. Uh, so then they talk to me. All right, the third thing we can do there after they talk to me and we talk is we can set up a meeting with our AD. And so that you know that's the last case scenario. I don't think I've had to have that happen maybe two or three times, uh, you know, and since I've been coaching. But there are times when you've had you know we've had to do that and make those. Uh, you know, have those tough meetings. And I think that uh, one of the questions that you, you have to ask a parent and you have to ask a child, uh, and this, this, coaches, I think, if you don't listen to anything else, this probably can help you more than anything. Uh, as a head coach or as a position coach, what do I personally have to gain by not playing your son if they're better than somebody else? And I think that if you can get a parent to reflect and see that, you know, well, Coach so-and-so, Coach Jones, all right, he doesn't have anybody playing. He doesn't, it doesn't matter to him who plays. And he doesn't have anything to gain by not playing you. And so you can, you can kind of get them maybe to reflect and say, okay, we got to figure this out. Now, there are going to be some instances and some situations where the parent's going to think their kid's the best player no matter what. And, you know, players change, uh, players grow, other players get better. So there are situations that I think you have to handle those, uh, you know, all the time. Uh, going back to the, the uh, policy about honesty, I think you have to be honest with, with your parents too. I mean, uh, you know, I've had uh, five foot eight, 120 pound linebackers that say they want to play college football. Well, I think, it, you know, when you're talking about playing time and you're talking about those things, uh, you know, you have to say, bring me a roster of a football team that has a kid your size playing for them. I mean, I think – and then when a parent starts looking at those because, you know, it's easy to say for a parent, I want my kid to play college football. 
but they or college baseball, college basketball, whatever you may coach. But they have to look at if can I find somebody who looks like my kid who plays there. You know, so I think you have to handle those situations and be as honest as you can. Um, I think you got to talk with a player one on one. You know, uh, uh, I have I'm fortunate enough to have you know 13 or 14 varsity linemen and probably 10 or 12 JV linemen. I think you have to talk with those players and and tell them you know what they need to work on. You need to tell those players. You need to constantly uh, encourage those players. You know, I tell our guys when we quit coaching you, that's when you need to worry. You know, if, you, if you're a, a, a right guard and that's all you can play, then you have one chance to get on the field. If you can play both guards, both tackles, now you got four chances to get on the field. If you can throw center in there, now you got five. So let's, you know, let's try to increase our chances of getting on the field. Same thing with a corner. If you're just a corner, uh, you got two chances to get on the field. If you're safety, depending on what defense you play, that may give you two to three more spots to get on the field. So you have to have those uh, – talk to those players one on one and do that that could be done in a weight room during the season it could be done before practice after practice you know whenever but I think you need to make time uh, to do that again you've if you've heard this podcast uh, and heard us talk about you know I think the most important thing you do is to create those relationships with players so that they feel comfortable coming back and talking to you about the things that are going on um, couple of things that we do at the end of the season uh, and, and if you go way back to one of our first podcasts we talked about this questionnaire and we have a uh, I think we have a free download on our website for this too uh, you know we have a, a, our players fill out a questionnaire at the end of the season to discuss our program with them now we want them to be honest you know we're going to ask them things about you know playing time that they feel like they got a fair shot or whatever what can we do to improve you know as as coaches what can we do to improve our program um Meet with the players after the season. You know, now uh, I know there are a lot of schools that sit down and meet with every single kid. Now, you know, I'm I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that we meet with every kid, but we talk to our kids after the season and tell them, you know, what do you need to work on? Uh, This could be a simple conversation again in the weight room. You know, we got to, you know, what's your goal for next year? What do you want? What do you? Where do you see yourself playing next year? What's your role next year? And they might say, well, I want to, you know, I want to be the starting. Uh, center and you say okay well here's what I think you need to do you need to you need to get strong we need to put on some good weight or we need to get in our playbook and learn that you know there's a lot of different things that you can meet with those guys and talk to them you know once you explain a role to a player they have to be okay with that role or they have to prove to you that they want to expand their role I think you know we've got guys that are just special teams guys and they're on every special team and I think their role is you know is just as important as some of our other kids because if they're on, you know, five or six special teams, then they're getting a lot of playing time and we're getting to see those guys participate. Uh, but they're also making big plays for us in those roles. And that may be on, as a special teams kid, as a junior, and then as a senior, maybe you're the, you know, you're the starting linebacker. So I think you have to understand those. And as a player, figure out what you can do to expand your role. Now. Last case scenario, and I think uh, you know this has happened to me one time uh, in the the 25 plus years that I've been uh, coaching. Uh, I've had to get rid of a player, and I had to get rid of the player for a number of reasons. Number one, the player was getting in trouble during school. We had suspended the player a couple times. All right, the parent didn't understand why we were. The parent was more concerned with what the kid was doing on the field than what the classroom work looked like. 
Uh, you know, the kid was not doing what he was supposed to at practice. He'd been removed for practice a couple of times. And the parent just would not stop saying things about the coaches, would not stop talking about our program, uh, would not stop, you know, blasting us on, uh, you know, in text messages and things like that, but would never say anything to our face. So what I did, and I, I you know, felt like looking back on this, I felt like it was handled uh, the, the best way I could. Uh, I personally met with a player. He and I came in and we talked, and uh, I explained to him the number of chances he had been given with our program. And I'm, I'm a second, third, and fourth chance person. I think that, you know, kids make mistakes, and I think that as a coach, you have to, you know, you have to, uh, you have to enforce and punish kids uh, for what they're doing. But I also think that I, I don't think you know some of the mistakes that these kids make are, are fatal mistakes. And so I think that's, uh, you know, I guess that's an opinion with each person and how you're trying to do this. But, I, you know, I, I think my number one job is not to, uh, you know, get these kids to, to college to play football. I think the number one thing is to get these kids to be better human beings. So, um, you know, I personally met with this player. Uh, he and I talked for a long time. Uh, he totally understood uh, about what was going on. He, he, you know, he apologized for his parent uh, who he said that, you know, he had talked to his parent. Uh, about what they were doing, and, and he didn't agree with it either, uh, you know, about them continually, you know, uh, saying things about the program and the coaches. And uh, after we dismissed the player, you can probably imagine the parent called back, the parent apologized. Uh, I think the parent learned a lesson, and, uh, you know, hopefully we can move on from this. The player's, uh, you know, is back, and so hopefully we can move this to something we can move on from and we can all learn a lesson from because, you know, there are, uh, like I told the parent and the player, there are repercussions for things that you do. And I think that's a, a good lesson in life for that, for that young man is that, you know, there are going to be repercussions for things that you do. So, uh, you know, guys, those are just uh, some of the things to talk about. You know, it, it's, if I hate to date podcasts, but, you know, we're, we're, for some of you guys that are playing, you're probably in week one, week two, week three, you're starting to have some of these conversations pop up. Uh, the NFL just, you know, just released their 53 or 55 man rosters for this year, so there are a lot of guys getting cut uh, off those things. And, you know, I thought this might be a, a good topic to talk about, and, and maybe I could share some of the, the things that we've done uh, in the past. Uh, I'd just like to thank each one of you for listening to this podcast. And uh, if you have any ideas or questions, coaches, uh, please feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is FB Coaches Corner. Uh, email us at fbcoachescorner at gmail.com. Visit our website, which is footballcoachescorner.com, for information about our scout checklist and our game planning templates. And like I said before, if you want to go back in, if you hadn't listened, uh, you can go back. I think it's probably podcast uh, one, two, or three, where we talked about our questionnaire that we use with our guys. We have a free download of that questionnaire. It's just a, a Google Doc, and it's really easy to do. And, you know, it's a great time if you're not playing right now to, to ask your 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 program or your players some of these questions um this is your first time listening please hit the subscribe button leave us a review uh this helps move our podcast up the rankings uh had a really good week last week guys and uh want to thank you for for sharing those podcasts uh with anybody you let uh you know think might enjoy those um if you go on our website which is footballcoachescorner.com there's a place where you can subscribe that subscription is totally free and it will send you an email every week when we do a new podcast so that it'll, it'll put it right in your inbox, and you can just click on it and listen to it. Um, if you have any topics that you would like us to cover in the future, uh, just let us know through Twitter or through email, and we'll be glad to uh, 
you know, get to some of those topics. And coaches, I hope things are going well. Those of you who are in the middle of your season, I hope things are going well and you're staying healthy. Uh, those of you who are like me and preparing for your upcoming season in January or February, uh, I hope things are going well for you and you're not getting too bored and you're, you know, keeping your uh, contact with your kids and keeping those relationships. So, uh, again, if you uh, uh, if this is your first time listening, I would ask you to hit that subscribe button. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, coaches, continue to coach with pride, passion, and a purpose.